the jolt. This is the jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XMLQ. Music by the gorgeous Kristen Chenoweth, who is joining us in studio here on The Jolt. I'm Larry Flick. That is taken from Kristen's brand new album, a live recording called Coming Home. Kristen Chenoweth, one of the original subjects, one of the first subjects of our now long-running series, Iconography, is joining us. How are you, my love? I'm good, boys. It's so nice to see you. (laughs) I love to see y'all so much. It's you know it's so funny. Every time I every time I see you or I listen to you, I think about that day. I mentioned iconography because I remember the day we talked for that special yes. so vividly. I just couldn't believe somebody actually knew m- what I had been doing. We had such a great <laughs> chat, but I remember also what here's what you, what you all maybe I don't remember if we've ever talked about this. You were so unwell that day. Uh-huh. Because you had the worst migraine, because mm-hmm. uh, Kristen suffers from migraines, and we did that interview in, in the, the dark. dark. <laughs> I can't believe you remember. With that. Kristen, she was she was actually horizontal. <laughs> with I mean, it was it was, and I said, you know, we don't have to do this today, and it was like time was tight, mm-hmm. and you really wanted to do it. Yeah, I did. And and we actually wound up having a remarkable chat. I think you actually helped get rid of. I mean, migraines don't just usually float away into the night, but it it got better. It got better. Maybe because I'm an actress and I was talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> you I know do. How I, we are. I remember that day so vividly. It's one of my fondest memories. I do too. Every time I come to Sirius Radio, I think, oh, I hope I'm with them. I really hope I'm with Larry and Keith because it's a it's a good t- thing when people appreciate your music, but appreciate the knowledge mm. of the music and knowing what things mean and where they're from and who wrote them and all of that stuff. Well, so Kristen is uh, back behind the mic where we like her best. Her album is called Coming Home. It was captured um, at a home. It was a hometown show. Yeah. I, I love yeah. the idea of doing this because you've played Carnegie Hall. You've played the great houses in the world mm. and you decided to capture this recording at home. What was it like right before you stepped on stage that night? Oh god. Well, we um we also filmed it for PBS, so it's a DVD as well and I went back and looked at some of the footage of right before I walked out and I realized that I have a motor mouth before <laughs> I go out like diarrhea of the mouth, like shut up. Like think and concentrate. And finally right before I go out, like I pray I do this prayer thing and then I pop on my knuckles. It's such a weird, I don't know who I am, but I, sh- I won't shut up and I'm making jokes and then all of a sudden I pray and then I pop on my knuckles in and they say, Kristen Chenoweth, and I go out. That's a good ritual though, if you think about it. It it's is. A pr- it's, a cl- it's a cleansing purge mm-hmm. of everything that might be blocking you. I love that word, purge. Isn't it the best word? Mm. So, so the record is really interesting because if you're if you're thinking that it's going to be Kristen doing uh, an evening of show tunes, well, no, there are a <laughs> couple of those in there. Um, but what's what's really yummy about this record is that it it it, it outs you even further uh, for the kind of musical artist you are, Thank which you. is very spiritual. Very um, 
very uh, rooted in lyric. Yes. Almost more more than melody. Yes. Which I find really, really interesting. Um, some of my favorite songs that you've ever sung are on this record. Oh, I'm so happy to Like, hear I it. Was Here, which is my favorite yeah. of all the songs you've ever recorded. Thank you. And Fathers and Daughters, yeah. which is just the greatest song ever. So good. And so um, good. and and those were actually on on, one, on your on your country album. They were. Yeah. They and they. I thought, I have to. My dad's gonna be in the audience on the front row. How can I not sing to him? Yeah. And on the DVD, you and, and you know it's hard for me because I listen to the album, and uh, it's not auto tuned. <laughs> it's not slick. It's live and. You hear like the emotion in it. I thought, I hope people know that I'm sort of starting to cry there because my dad is crying and I th- mm. that I don't just sound like crap, you know. But I've let all that go because that's what a live album is. Well, exactly. And uh, I, I, I'm curious to know what you may have considered singing but decided not to. Oh, my God. Name something. I mean, I have such the hardest. Uh, how many tracks did I put on there? 18? Yeah. I mean, it's a full show because we, you know, obviously it's filmed. Right. Um, there's a song called Boy that I really wanted on there. Um, there's there's, uh, there's Heart of the Matter, which did make the cut, Don Henley. Little Sparrow made the cut. It was more about um, how it was going to all fit. You know, I do this song, What If We Never, and Will Taylor backs me up on it. And I had to cut it. It was a real heartbreak because mm. all of these stories are chosen by me for a purpose. I don't just sing them. But, you know, when it's between that and and my coloring book, which when I was young, my voice teacher um, at OCU said, you can't, you can't sing this song because you don't understand it. Someday when you understand it, pull it out and try it again. And I did at this concert, and she was there. And she gave me the thumbs up after, so... Fortunately and unfortunately, I know what the words I understand it now. So in, in doing this show there uh-huh. in your hometown with mm. with folks like that in the room, um, how much of it is I'm going to show you? Oh, I, I'd be a liar if I said that wasn't in there for sure. I mean, I'm sure it is. I'm, you know, I saw I looked out in the audience and I saw people who I'd gone to church with, people I cheerleaded with, people that I um, went to choir camp with. I went by choir, I mean like seven of us. Um, You know, people that weren't necessarily my biggest fans, Mm. people I went to church. You know, it's more nerve-wracking to go home and sing for the people that have watched you grow up than it is in any other famous concert hall. What's it like to go back to your current life after that experience? In a way, I feel changed for f- forever. Um, because I think, you know, that song you were talking about, I Was Here, it's all a song about leaving your mark and how you want to be remembered. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm in my 40s, I'm really understanding what that truly means. And I saw, I, I invited my choir to sing back up on a gospel song that I've been doing since I was a little kid. And there were 40 kids in the choir. When when I was there, there were eight. <laughs> and I think I lost it when I saw them coming up to rehearse because I came to understand how 
important music has become in my tiny little town. Mm. And I feel like, okay, you're leaving your mark. These kids are getting to have this experience of being on TV and, you know, they'll get to buy an album that they're on. I don't know. I just, I'm cha- it's, it, cha- it changes you. And I want to continue. We're now starting a summer arts program for youth who ki- couldn't necessarily afford to do that at the Kristen Chenoweth Theater. And I'm so proud of where the direction we're going. That's really good. That's Kristen Chenoweth joining us on The Jolt. I'm Larry Flick. Her new album is called Coming Home. A beautiful record. Absolutely beautiful. Um, so I'm I'm guessing that, you know, while you're having your you know, somewhere between going on stage to sing and your your pre stage ritual of cracking your knuckles and running <laughs> your mouth and all that, uh, that that you're you're also feeling like your life is flashing before your eyes. Yeah. Before re- you do this. It literally was right? Mary. <laughs> so do you so so what which which moment uh, lingered the longest. I'm, I'm wondering if it's if it's uh, finding your voice, if it's the day you leave. You know, it has to be. It was. It was actually in the middle of a, the performance. Um, interestingly enough, I was singing uh, "Somewhere Over the Rainbow," which I didn't want to touch because we all know who it belongs to. Mm-hmm. But you know, Oz has been such a big part of my <laughs> career. I grew up never missing The Wizard of Oz. Remember when it was on once a year? Sure, Easter. Yes, Easter. And you did not freaking miss that show. And if I was out in the country visiting my aunts and I had that black and white snow TV, oh, I was pissed. I I just was like, of all times during the year, I'm not missing the show. And then I grow up and I become a part of a show called Wicked. And then we go back to do the special at home. And Kenny Ortega, the director of this show, said, let's recreate your bedroom. Did you? Because I used to sing that song to myself to make myself fall asleep. My parents were engineers. They didn't. They they listened and thought, well, that's pretty good, right? I mean, she can sing. But I, we recreated my bedroom, and I went back in time and remembered looking out my little tiny window in my big, big pink fluffy bed, or I should say, twin pink fluffy bed, and my broken arrow tiger bear on the bed, and thinking about what it was like to wonder if I would ever get out not necessarily of my roots but get out and make it so that really stuck with me Mm. it stuck with me I think it was the reason I was able to sing the song because I love Judy so much she's like you know our queen she is she is again that's Kristen Chenoweth with us on the jolt I'm Larry Flick so do you ever find as you're moving through your day now that there are parts of that life you left behind that are haunting are you ever haunted by your past when you're just moving through your day and you're busy not being in broken arrow and having a different path yeah sure because i still stay in touch with some of my friends and i see their life and like my one friend, Tony Brown, who I adore her, we cheerleaded together. Again, remember, that was my only way to perform. We didn't have glee, you know? We had madrigals, because there were six of us. But we got to be really close, and she she married well, and she has a great little daughter, and she has seemingly just a perfect life. Mm. Big house in the country, and 
you know, she never misses a holiday with her parents and with her family. And I think about that life. And I look at her, she goes, oh, what I would give to be able to just pick up and go like you. And I say, what I would be able to give to just sometimes, you know, be back in Oklahoma with my family, you know, celebrating different events. But here's, here's the conclusion that I've come to. I have sacrificed a lot. Dolly Parton sing a song, sings a song called Sacrifice. Um, but at the same time, I don't believe I could have it any other way because I'm a lifer. I, I, don't, I don't know how to do anything else. I would be a terrible homemaker. I can barely find the oven. I don't drive very well. I'm speed. I, you know, I'm a great aunt. I, don't, I probably would be a good mom. But I made these choices because the music must be there for me. Mm. So I look at her life and I appreciate it and get jealous sometimes. And she looks at my life and she loves it and thinks, oh, it's so glamorous. But which each, each life, it's sacrifice. Mm. So that's the way I look at it. And I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm happy with the decisions I've made. So how do you make sure that you don't get swayed from your original intentions? Because as a success comes and... Everyone thinks they, everyone knows who Christian Chenoweth is. Everyone knows what she should be doing. You become um, this thing in quotation marks versus Kristen in, from, from, from back home. How do you make sure that, the, that it doesn't go off the rails? Um, I follow my heart. Um, a lot of times it leads to decisions that people in my, on my team would say, no. Like, for example, the day this came, album came out was Monday, right? Mm-hmm. This is my proudest moment in my career, honestly. It's coming home. It's a live album, and it's a DVD. I, if I die tomorrow, I'm, th- I'm so happy. But I couldn't be out selling it because I was in Oklahoma singing at a cancer benefit that I had made the commitment to a long time ago to do. That is a decision that I stand by, and it, it was the right decision for me. Mm. So sometimes, you know, I've talked to you about this before, choices I've made in my career, uh, not doing Millie, doing the big hit sitcom, Kristen, you know, but I learned. I've grown. It's like a domino effect. And Mm. you grow and grow and grow. So between that and my mom and dad and my close, close inner circle keeping everything grounded, just the other day there was a big loss in my working family, like someone who's like my brother. Um, lost his child, and I thought, you know, uh, I want to be great. I want to sell records. I want to be on Broadway. I want to be great. But you can't just rely on the business to make you happy mm. because this there's life happening around you. So I keep that balance by hanging out with my friends and being with my mom and dad and going to chain food restaurants in the mall, things that make me feel like a normal Oklahoma girl, you know? Shopping, come on. Who doesn't love a little shopping? Not me. Uh, so so tell me about um, my one of my favorite performances on this, on this record, um, Upon This Rock. Oh, I'm so glad you asked me about that. I love this, and, and I love that you had the courage to put this on the record because I'm sure someone said, Kristen, are you sure you want to put this song on this <laughs> yeah. record? It's a little too... Religious. A little too God and mashed potatoes. <laughs> so 
um, you know, especially because because uh, one of your uh, one of your key uh, points of support is the is the queer population. They have uh, a fraught relationship with the with the church. Sure. Blah blah blah. That's what I say myself. But mm-hmm. uh, to me, it's a brave choice. Thank you. And it's a really good choice because I think it's as revealing of you and I think it's and, and you and I've talked many times it's been you know we've had the chance to get to know each other absolutely um, I would be disappointed if this wasn't on this record and you know what Larry I would be disappointed from myself if it wasn't on this record because that is a part of who I am it would be weird of me not to sing about God that's a part of who I am the fraught relationship of what you speak makes me absolutely sad and I hope that I live long enough to see, you know, two of my very best friends, my gays in Oklahoma, John and Jack, they got married the other day in Oklahoma. And I thought, the day that two guys got married in Oklahoma is the day that makes me really smile. But the same girl that is happy and believes in that also believes in Jesus. <laughs> so I know it's a dichotomy, but, you know, I just go on what he said and preach, which was love. And you know what? It's not it doesn't it's not that much of a dichotomy to a lot of us because I believe, too. I know you do. So and and, and the problem what the is, that it, what's the problem? You know, what is the what if I was I've said this to you before? What if it was a sin to be four eleven? Well, I could put on heels and do my hair like I did today and I maybe make five foot. But really, at the end of the day, I take off my shoes and comb out my hair. I'm 4'11". That's the way God put me together. I don't believe he makes junk. I'm just, I don't. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. So, Kristen Chenoweth, we're going to have to let her go in a second. But um, the, the big question, when are, we, when are you going to be on Broadway again? I start the Mammoth Mountain Kilimanjaro on the 20th century at the roundabout. January 2nd, we open previews in February, and then we open in March. So... Please, y'all, come out and see it. It's going to be a big challenge for me and one that I'm so ready for and so excited about because both Betty and Adolph said to me before they passed, hey, we wrote this show. There's this show now. you got to do it. It's called On the 20th Century. you got to do it. There's a couple people. Madeline did it. It's your turn. I'm not sure why I put my father's accent on them, but anyway. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> That's not exactly how they sounded. I know, but we love it anyway. We love it anyway. So, uh, so we'll be looking for that. Hopefully, you'll have you'll make some time to come in, of uh, in I between will. Uh, rehearsals and preparation. Of course. In the meantime, the record is called "Coming Home." It is the perfect holiday gift. Thank you. Wouldn't darling. you say? Uh, starting with giving it as a gift to yourself. Uh, it comes with a DVD. It's amazing. Kristen, you know how I feel about you. I think you're the most amazing lady in the world. Thank you, honey. And, uh, and just magical, magical artist. We're going to go out with, uh, with really the best song Kristen's ever recorded. Here, I was here. Tonight, as you know, has been a dream come true for me. Coming home, I can't imagine doing it anywhere else. And thank you mostly for coming tonight. You could have been anywhere else and you chose to come here. I couldn't think of a better message, a better way to leave you than with this anthem. This is my song for you. You will notice me. I'll be leaving my mark like initials carved in an old oak tree. Just wait and see. 
Maybe I'll write like Twain wrote Maybe I'll paint like Van Gogh Cure the common cold I don't know, but I'm ready to start Cause I know in my heart I wanna do something that matters Say something different Something that sets the whole world on its ear I wanna do something better With the time I was given I wanna try To do more than just pass through this life And leave nothing less Than something that says I was here I will prove you wrong If you think I'm all talk